the 2021 NBA season will forever stand alone. Maybe not quite like 2020 where everyone was stuck at Disney World for the playoffs, but COVID-19 wreaked havoc on the regular season at first. As COVID cases decreased, however, we realized another culprit is messing with the season. Injuries. Now the Western Conference Finals is the Clippers and Suns, but without Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul. The Los Angeles Lakers, Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, they were all in the Conference Finals last year. Only one of them advanced past the first round. These NBA playoffs have been stupid, chaotic, crippled, fuck. To say we have any idea what will happen from here is a complete and total lie. We'll tell you who we think will win and it will probably be wrong. So you know what? Sit down and listen to us lie. I swear you'll enjoy it. I'm Nathan Lee, here with Sean Doherty, Jose Duran, and Omera Loya. And this is the 13th episode of Flags and Fouls. Guys, how are y'all doing today on the night of the NBA Draft Lottery? And it's happening as we speak. We, and I think, and we were going to start with like the Nets, Bucks, talking all about that. But right now... Let's see who the top four picks are going to be. We're waiting to see who's number five. It's oh, they're doing a commercial break, bro. These <sighs> the the magic, uh, they ain't getting it. The top four, I don't think. The magic are number five, so they will not get a top four pick. That's interesting. They had they were one of the three teams with the best odds to get it: the Rockets, the Pistons, and the Magic. The Rockets are say it looks like it'll be the Cavs for sure are in the top four. The Raptors for sure as well, but I don't know who the other two are because I think the Timberwolves lost their pick to the Warriors. Wow. Okay. So, so I didn't really get to see it because I was doing the intro right there. We're not entirely sure what's going to happen in the top four because like, okay, I want to ask, did the Thunder get the Rockets pick? No. Is that Thunder number six? No, 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 they didn't. That's their own pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good because if the Rockets didn't have top four, that would have gone to OKC, and that would have been horrible after <laughs> having the worst record in the league to not even get a first rounder. So, okay. Well, while we wait on that, I wanna I wanna ask y'all like the Nets and the Bucks, I think was probably the best series of all the semifinals. The Sixers and Hawks was annoying. And uh the Jazz and Clippers was stupid at the end, and the Suns kind of ran over the Nuggets, so what about that Nets Bucks series? We saw the Bucks win in seven games over the Nets, but Kyrie yeah. wasn't there. Harden wasn't there for most of it. And even when he was back, it was like he just, you know, he wasn't the same because he probably wouldn't have played in the regular season. So, but Kevin Durant went off. Yeah. But you know something? Though? Oh, yeah. You know something? K- KD shouldn't have been wearing that size 18, bro. That's what fed it up for him. I mean, the hey, you know. Lucky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have been that good if he wore a smaller shoe to where they got in that position. Bro, man, he that that they were just... The Bucks were just stupid. They shouldn't have let that go to seven. That's also true. Um, if, if Sean, if Sean when you're was talking a, about... If Sean was the GM for the Bucks, he would have fired Mike Budenholzer right now. Oh, yeah. It'd be like mid, mid-playoffs. It'd be like, no, y'all are better off without a coach. 
Well, yeah, and and the funny thing is, is like, yeah, they beat the Nets in seven, who we thought would win it all. I mean, they were the the odds makers' favorites. They were my pick to win, but I mean, it was like, yeah, you beat the Nets with like one point five of the big three, more like one. So, like, what did you really do? And grant credit to the Nets for building the team around that, but like, you didn't. What what did you really do, guys? Like, come on, yeah. you built that type of roster. And didn't get it done, and barely got it done. Excuse me. Oh my God! I mean, you, and that's why we all seem to agree the Suns are the pick to win it all, or at least they should win it all. At least we'd feel better if they won it all, because they're they're like the the team that's just they they've just been trucking. They swept the Nuggets. They beat the Lakers in six, um, and we're down to one. They only lost and. Just you know, ran off three games. They're they've won eight games in a row now, heading into tonight when they play Game Two of the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers. Of course, the big thing though is Chris Paul out with COVID. That's a worm burner. Chris Paul's playoff luck is like so stupid. <laughs> this yes. man got yeah, but Devin Booker went off though in his absence. That's First true. Triple double. Yeah, I'm sure they don't mind that. Right, and I I think if. If they do that again, they'll win anyway. If they go up 2 nothing without Chris Paul, then, I mean, they really should win the series because he'll probably be back in Los Angeles, whether that's game three or four. So wait, we're wait. not sure when Kawhi Leonard's coming back. Yeah, that's what I was, I was about to if say. If he comes back. You don't know. If Kawhi comes back, there's a down 0-2 to Kawhi there. He's probably like a playoff beast, my man. Wild, dude. <laughs> no, for sure, but I mean, I just, I mean, I don't. Is he even gonna come? I mean, is he, what are the reports on him coming back? He was ruled out kind of early for game two. So, what are the reports on him? Because I don't think he, he's, he's, he's probably ruled out for the rest of the series at least. Good God, I don't think the, I don't think they have it. I think the Clippers they didn't get lucky against the Jazz. They made a very good adjustment. Uh, that's credit to Ty Lue and everybody yeah, else Ty stepping Lue. up. But yeah, they they made the defensive player of the year into a liability. Ty, Ty Lue only got a ring because of LeBron. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I think, but I think he can be a good coach, and that can be true. I think. Um, I, I I mean, because I mean, yeah, he can be a good coach, but you gotta have the players around. You know, you still. I mean, yeah, Monty Williams can get close to winning coach of the year, but he still needs you know Chris Paul. Devin Booker, and now DeAndre Ayton really stepping up too, another big part. But that leads me into Ayton. Ayton is going to be the reason the Clippers can't do that five-out thing, or at least not as effectively. Oh, shit. The Rockets have a top two pick. It's, it's Pistons, Pistons, Rockets. Pistons, Rockets are the last two. Ah, oh, the Pistons have the first overall. Yeah. That sucks. I think That's my uh, TV's behind. Rest in peace, <laughs> the, pick yeah, the, the, the Pistons have the first overall pick now. Holy shit. The Raptors got number four, though. Okay, the Raptors, that's actually a big deal. The Raptors got fourth. They had pretty low odds to get one of these picks. That is a big win for them. The Cavs got the third pick. The Cavs are, are lucky up and coming because they have the two guards in Gar- and is it Garland and Sexland. Yes. Um, yeah, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Sexland. Absolutely. Um, Sexton. Yeah, Sexton. Yeah, we can see about that. I think because you've got some good guys at the top of that draft class. Um, everybody, I mean, the Pistons, based on what analysts have been saying, I mean, 
they'll take Kay Cunningham. He's extremely versatile out of Oklahoma State. Um, after that, you've got Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Davion Mitchell, a lot of those guys. Um, so I think Kaminga's going to go to the Cavs if, if Evan Mobley isn't available at the third spot. It'll be interesting to see what happens, though. Big, big win for the Raptors. Even with them tanking, they almost, they, they weren't too far away from be, making the playoffs. So, big success. for the Magic and, then, and the Thunder, though. Yeah, the Magic got really screwed. They they had um, as good as odds as the Pistons and Rockets to get a top three pick, um, or to get that number one overall pick. Um, to me, I mean, the Rockets are like, are like thanking God right now because if they did not get that top four pick, their pick would have gone to the Thunder. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I, I know I they're definitely the happy about that. Oh yeah, not come away with a pick after that. Oh, that's right. Season. That's right. The Timberwolves lost their pick to the Warriors. Yeah, and although they're not as yeah. valuable, I mean, the Warriors have two. Uh, what is it? Top fifteen picks. Yeah. Top. It's top fourteen. Uh, where, what what pick did the Warriors have? Now they have fourteen and, and seven. They got fourteen and eight, seven. Seven. One of those. Wow, that's not bad. They could get a they could get a guy that could really put them over. I mean, last year they got James Wiseman, and he didn't have the greatest season, but. And then they get her, but showed a lot of potential. Um, to me, I still think he can carry. And then, you know, with Steph, Clay, Draymond coming back, hopefully, you know, that team is a championship contender. Again, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how uh, how Clay comes back. Did you see after, there, uh, there was a report this morning? There was a report this morning that Kemba Walker was heartbroken to be traded to OKC. I don't even want to be there. Well, I mean, to be fair, he probably won't be very long. <laughs> Thunder are just trying to flip. Thunder are just trying to take guys in. Because they needed to get rid of Al Horford. So they said, okay, screw it. We'll take Kemba and we'll, we'll find him a place. Kemba we'll and his body didn't do much to help himself. That's also true. I think, um, I think when you really, you can't stay healthy. When you are healthy, you can't step up. I mean, it just seemed like he wasn't able like he, if he, he needed to be that other guy on the Celtics besides Brown and Tame, and he just couldn't handle it. And I wonder what role he's going to have going forward on whatever team he's on. I think he's probably going to be like the second or third option. If he's having the, he had so much trouble on the Celtics. Bro, I, I, don't, I don't like how the, I, I don't like how the NBA does the draft. I like, the, I like how the NFL does the draft better. Why? Because, well, this percentage just be stupid. I don't understand it. <laughs> So you so you just don't like it because your because your brain hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the I NBA be is the a lottery though. The NBA is, is better because otherwise you have a really bad tank. You already have a tanking issue, but it limits some of the tanking at least. When the NFL has tank teams that tank. The NFL, yeah, has. I mean, it, it was like the tank. Although the Jets really screwed it up. They really yeah, should have tanked. We're gonna let the Jags have Trevor Lawrence. Good for him, though. I mean, he he's, he went to the Jags instead of the. I think he probably yeah. I think it's better for him to be there than the Jets. Less media attention, although he's still. I mean, he's Trevor Lawrence. He's gonna get all the attention no matter what. But I mean, not not like a New York media, which I think he could handle. But at the same time, it's like, do you really want to handle that your rookie year on a bad team, on a team that already ruined one quarterback? I mean. That's yeah. that's definitely far from the ideal place. 
And I, I still always feel bad for these NBA players, though, because like, and, and really all the players, it's like all the best players go on these crap teams. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, it's like they get stuck in bad positions. Hey, the Pistons have a bright future. I, I want to know what I their average. I think they might. I want to know what their average age is now because I, I, it has to be one of the lowest. Yeah, because they got rid of um on Hispanos NBA. Don't ask how. Don't ask why that site's the one that came up, but it's showing <laughs> me the average age. The Pistons are the fifth youngest team. The Thunder are the youngest team, 23 and a half. Timberwolves, 23.9. The Grizz, 24.3. That's good for the Grizz. Oh, my God. Grizz just, Grizz made the playoffs. Hmm. I didn't really think about that. Magic, 24.3. Pistons, 24.4. The Pelicans are 24.4, although we do know of some reports of, you know, Zion and his family and whatever, all that stuff. Zion to the um, Mavs. Hopefully, I mean Zion to the Mavs. I hope Zion stays in New Orleans Bitch. at least these next two years. At least Zion, these next Zion two years. Zion's going to New York to join RJ Barrett. At least these next Zion two years, I hope he stays. And then after that, I don't really care. Were they teammates, Raymond RJ Barrett? Yes. Yes. Oh, he and RJ Barrett. They were the top two players out of high school, and they both went to Duke. RJ was actually number one. Zion was two, and then they both went to Duke. Only one of them's good now. Just kidding. Uh-huh. I like RJ. <laughs> he just needs a little bit more improvement. Bro. Yeah. Bro, I mean, Sion to the Zion is still kind of raw. Imagine Sion and Luca together. Jose Luca's just. Jose, I'm glad Jose doesn't have Photoshop because he Man. would have like whole whole folders of like every every other NBA dude in a Mavs jersey. Bro, bro, look. It's going mo- to be a, it's gonna be a monster <laughs> offseason, bro. We're going to trade for Bradley Beal and for Sion. And then we're still going to sign Kawhi. Watch. With what? No. With, <laughs> no, that's like impossible. No, it's not. Look, just tell Mark Cuban to go to the settings and turn salary cap off. That easy. Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Um, the Lakers are the oldest team, 29.1. The Clippers, 29. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Although, I mean, hey, it's, youth, is not all it's, youth is not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, Nets are 28.5. Bucks are 27.7. Jazz are 27.5. What's the math? 27.1. Ooh, can we have a what-if moment? It's a big what-if, because there's a lot of what-ifs in it. But yeah. what would have happened if, um, if the Nets had, keeping, have kept, had kept all of their young core players instead of trading for James Harden? Let's say, we'll say Kyrie still goes down. Just to... Kyrie still goes down. Because if Kyrie then, was up, I think the Nets would have easily oh, beaten the Bucks. If but, Kyrie or Harden or, yeah, I mean, if anyone, yeah. For let's sure. just say they had, um, like, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen still. I still I still think Bucks would have won in seven. No, I don't think so, because if they would have still had, they would have. Nobody said they also had Blake Griffin, because they would have signed him still. Let's say yeah, that. But, but, but okay. remember, he, he, said, he said Kyrie would still have gone down. So I, I still feel like. I don't know. But then you have Karis With Levert and Allen and... Well, honestly, the big what if is Levert would probably be like in a really bad medical situation because we wouldn't have figured out he had some, you know... Uh, yeah, that's the other what if. wouldn't have a problem Let's on say his that kidney. they figured that out still. <laughs> if they still figured that out. Because otherwise, I mean, Levert would be in a lot more trouble than just can he win a chip. Let's just say true. that. I think yes, that, that's, that, that's that would have been lower on his priority list. So I guess we'll still have to somehow figure it out early enough to where he's okay. Um, 
Oh my gosh. I didn't think about that at first. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm just not, I don't know. I think they probably would have beaten the Bucks. However, I think if they made it, well, they probably then would have beaten the Hawks. They would have beat the Hawks anyway right now. Um, they make the finals against what, the Suns? I still think, that, I think the Nets would lose. But so you would think, I think at that the, point, Kyrie would come back. Oh, no, you're right. Mm, that is interesting. Does Katie and Kyrie beat Chris with Paul, Devin the Booker, core, the Suns with all the young core? Could the Nets have scaved off the Bucks and then simultaneously let Kyrie heal and then come back and win a championship? I think the answer to could have is yes. Um, would they have? We'll never know. I don't know. That, we'll that's know. an interesting one. I don't know what they have, though. I, I mean, yeah, they could have won. They could have won the entire chip with Katie, Kyrie getting it. I mean, yeah, there, there's so many different ways. Yes, but I mean, they're the Nets with Katie, Kyrie, Harden, even without some of those young core guys, are a better team than what they had before. I do think that, especially since they did manage to build around them. Um. Obviously, there's no way of predicting that Harden was going to have a busted up hamstring during the season, but it's just an interesting thought. It is because it does make you wonder, like, should they have? I I really think in the end, them making the trade was the right decision, but I definitely see where you start to regret it. Bro, I don't think they're going to be able to keep everybody. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to keep everybody after after the season. They just ended. Because if you just sign Kyrie, James, and KD, that's your whole team right there. Those three contracts are huge. I think that, well, I think they can figure out for next season. I don't know about the season after. Well, who who's, who are free agents this season, this coming season for the Nets? Oh, no, uh, oh, no, none of them, I don't think. None of the big three. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think, I think next year they'll be all What right. about like uh, any of the role players? Most well, there them? is an interesting one because Dinwiddie did not play. But it looks like, I mean, some of their role players, Jeff Green, they want to keep him, Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris. Then he's going to decline that player option. Yeah, they'll probably keep Bruce Brown then. Um, But we'll see. Dinwiddie, um, Dinwiddie might leave. He is going to decline his player option, going to test free agency. Jeff Green, I think they really want to bring back Jeff Green if they can. Um, then the other free agents are, they do free agent is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is a free agent. Um, I wonder what he'll want to do. Cause he wants a ring. So he'll probably go back. That's what I would think, especially since if they had won a ring, I figure he may have left, but for like two years probably. Yeah. Mike James is a restricted free agent. He's, he kind of low key started coming up out of nowhere. Um, but none of the like their best guys. So I think they can find a way like they did this year to build around the big three. Um, so I think they're probably the favorites to win next year. Them or the Lakers. I still I still think you have to put them at the top. Which, what are the, the Lakers, Lakers gonna do? The Lakers the Lakers are about to go off in the in the offseason. Kuzma's gonna play for the <laughs> Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> 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 They're looking nasty. <laughs> yeah, you got R- R- 
what is it? Rudy Gobert, Kuzma, Porzingis. <laughs> I just want to know what the okay. Where are the Jazz gonna do? Because uh, I'll recap that series again. The Jazz were up two nothing, um, and then lost four in a row to the Clippers. Even as Kawhi Leonard got hurt, I think you got to give that to Tyloo. Oh, for sure. But I mean, you do have to give enough to Paul George for stepping up, and you have to give you know the man of the hour, Terrence Mann. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Rudy Gobert. Uh, well, yeah, well, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Um, but yeah, Rudy Gobert probably was the MVP for the Clippers based on what happened um, in game six. The Clippers with Gobert as a primary defender for, I believe, 12 for 16 from the field. Well, I mean, when a player wins defensive player of the year, you know, people scrutinize them more. Usually, some of it's undeserved, but Rudy Gobert, it was, it was rough for him. He was exposed like no other uh, defensive player of the year. And what's interesting is, like, statistically, he really did have one of the best defensive seasons we've ever seen. But, I mean, it's, it's not, he's not a, He's not a fraud, but at the same time, you can't ignore you can't ignore what we saw in the regular season or even in the playoffs before this. But you also can't ignore what happened at the end against the Clippers. I mean, you can't just you can't just say, "Oh, well, that that means nothing." No, it means something. If a team is built like the Clippers are to put out five dudes that are, you know, kind of wings, big enough, yeah, they can do it. They can do the same thing because Rudy Gobert doesn't give you offensive value either. So you can't just like, okay, well, we'll just score more. No, you're, you're, you're just done. And it makes, it makes you wonder, I mean, this is so early, but should the Jazz move on from Rudy Gobert? Should they try to trade him? Should they try to rebuild their team? Because the Jazz really were a championship contender, and I think they proved it. Um, Donovan Mitchell really is a superstar. Mike Conley, I think, a big, big part of it was Mike Conley was out too up until game six. And I think that hurt them at different points. Um, I think with Mike Conley, they would have been better. That being said, they still would not have been good enough to fix the Rudy Gobert against five wing players issue. I, I mean, they, they just wouldn't have been able to fix that. I mean, so if anything, we've learned that uh, regular season awards really don't mean anything in the playoffs. Is no, every single I mean, award eliminated at this point? Nikola Jokic, although, I mean, he, I don't think he really showed he was a fraud. I think he showed he needs a slightly better team. But I, yeah, Jokic is out. Six man. Defensive player of the year, Gobert is out. Six man, Jordan Clarkson's out. Most improved player. Most improved player, Julius Randle's out. And his coach, Tom Thibodeau's out. That's it. Rookie of the year never made it, but I mean, it's rookie. Yeah, rookie. Well, as, yeah, rookie. D. It's not as. It, it doesn't really associate with the playoffs all too often. For sure. Um, yeah, I, that is it. I mean, you say regular season awards? I mean, not... not regular it, season. Executive of the year is still on. And maybe that's the most important thing. Because not only is the Suns GM, I think the Bucks GM probably has to have a lot of credit, even though Drew Holiday has not performed at times for getting them, for getting him. If, you know, if Coach Bud was a little better... They probably would they would have dismantled the Nets a little earlier. So I do think that may be the most important thing is assembling the talent. 
Maybe that's more important than we realize now. The Suns, the Bucks are still in. I don't know what to say about the Clippers, though. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> the Hawks kind of got a little lucky. But they beat a team that the Hawks maybe weren't like the team assembled the best, although they drafted Trey Young. You got to give them credit there. And John Collins, and uh, they got Clint Capella. So, I mean, that's a big deal. But they beat a team that wasn't built well, that was beat with a point guard that can't shoot. So there is that. And, and uh, I just had this random thought, but uh, I texted you, Nathan, at some point during the Sixers and Wizards uh, series. And I said something along the lines of, if the Sixers keep blowing leads like this, they are not going to win a championship. And as it turns out, they blew a lead against the Hawks. They blew a massive lead against the Hawks. They blew a as big as a 26-point lead. I think it was 24 late in the third quarter and blew it. And, and you know, the tweet, uh, the tweet on Flags and Fouls that I did, it was, you know, the last 76 and a half hours in the NBA. I kind of had to stretch it. I wanted to do the last 72. I had to stretch it big time, though. I'll recap it. It was KD played all 48 minutes in game five to get a Nets win, and the Nets barely won. Uh, CB3 got COVID even though he's vaccinated. The Clippers made their first ever conference finals without Kawhi because of PG and Terrence freaking man, and then two 25-point comebacks. Not just the Hawks Sixers, but also the Clippers Jazz game six. So I don't, I don't even know. And that doesn't include, you know, Rudy Gobert getting torched and the Hawks Sixers power outage. And I mean, it's like, good God, what is going on? <laughs> uh, this is what I said. I said, um, if this is how, talking about the Sixers versus the Wizards, if this is how the Sixers are going to play, I wonder how they're going to do against a defensive team like the Hawks or Knicks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yep, there you go. Um, and we saw what happened. They actually had a lot of trouble. Um, I want to ask y'all that we're, we're going to segue now. Actually, we've gotten into a lot of stuff. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Ben Simmons, what the hell do you do with him? Ship him to Cancun. <laughs> Ban him from Shake the league away. for being the biggest waste of talent. <laughs> Let Homero play for him. Honestly, though. <laughs> we got to go into no do that quick edit shoot. on 2K. Jack up them three points to. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> shoot. <laughs> I shoot. I shoot. You might get blocked every time, but f- it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> my God, though, it's like, oh my God, I had Wiseman in my Miley them doing. I, I'm on current chance, so it's still Miley. And uh, and it, and I got Wiseman, and he like he had takeover, and he got like five, he got like three blocks in a row on dudes playing oh, help. Gosh, defense. it was stupid. I was like, bro, this is a goat. <laughs> bro, in Kai Jones, he's the goat. Oh my god, no. <laughs> he's going to come in the league in like three years. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a dude that so you like boosted Jones. two inches and moved him to center. Yeah, I, just, like I, just, I moved him, he's a power forward. I just moved him to center and boost him two inches and he's like a fucking G. <laughs> he averages like 20 something points, 20, he's like 22, 20 points, 22 rebounds and like seven blocks. <laughs> he's a monster, bro. It's like Tim Duncan shit. 
I, honestly, when Jose said the thing about Dirk, I was really thinking he'd be up there. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, okay, from what I was understanding, the Mavs are actually pretty good. And that was a lot because of Dirk, too. So it's kind of, you know, you kind of have to balance it. to the finals in 2006. Well, there there is that. But it's also that 2011 team, they could have won 60 games if Dirk hadn't gotten hurt. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was just some freak run. Unless you, unless the whole season was a freak run, in which case it kind of was, but. They got like all the old dudes right before they fully declined. They did, but it was like they got all the old dudes. If they had done it a year later, that would not have happened. Because like it was like right before all of those old dudes declined. Because <laughs> you know it was yeah. like Jason Kidd, Jason Terry. It was the last. It was the last run for. It was all they had. It was. It was literally the last run for like all of them. <laughs> I don't know if a team's been built like that. I don't know if a team could be built like that ever again that was so weird but um i was looking and i and i look i just pulled up a list on espn it showed their their rankings for jordan in 90 the first chip 91 i think the lebron 2012 run which i think was the first 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 one and then the tim duncan run i read about that and i'm like this what (laughs) i was like good god i was like and then it was, it basically said, and I don't know what y'all think, it was like, yeah, it seems like they were that good because, you know, it was Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, David Robinson, but it was like David Robinson on the downhill, Tony Parker on the up, and Manu on the up, so it wasn't like, like they weren't those guys yet. Only Tim Duncan was. I was like, man, that's that's scary. And the Spurs got lucky like, because, like, the... Robinson, he got hurt, so they got lucky with the first pick to get Duncan. Right. Yeah. And they got yeah, that's right. Number. I know about that. Where they got lucky and were so bad without him, they got number one and yeah. got Duncan. <laughs> and then they got, like, they won, was it, was it back-to-back? 98, 99? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember, actually. I don't think so. No, the, Bull, the Bulls won 98. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think it was 99 and 2000. I'm not sure. I'm not. Did they win back to back? No, not too. No, I don't think it's two thousand. I think it's probably just one. They may have just done. They won five, but I don't know if they did back to back. Oh, like I think that's what the that's what the Warriors are hoping will happen with Wiseman. That he'll be. <laughs> they're hoping number two overall. Like that actually turns into something. I think he will. I mean, it's hard. To, well, I mean, it's so hard to judge after one season. You can't. Really. He needs to get better defensively. Yeah, but I mean, hey, Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year. Him, so. They just went in 99. Yeah, it was just 99. Okay. That was a shortened season too, right? So like a lot of people were like, yeah, bullshit, bullshit chip or whatever. Mm. I think it was. I think it was a strike shortened year. I think to like maybe 60 games in the season. What the? That's bullcrap. What? It, uh, it, um... Tatum shot it with like two seconds left. So I'm not guarding them. I'm guarding like Pritchard or someone. And um, I go to get the rebound. But um, what's his name? The center for the Celtics. I can't remember his name right now. The third. Robert Williams, the third. Um, He comes in and snags it because he's taller than me, right? And then they count off for leaving my assignment. Like, I'm trying to get the rebound. (laughs) Nope, nope. Be on your (laughs) move. And the dude made it, so I get get defensive breakdown as well. (laughs) 
that's what I learned is like don't don't ever screw winning the game. Just just play your part and you can try to win the game, but nah. You gotta get that teammate grade up. Screw it. Handle, them. why do you suck? They don't want you to win, don't push it. <laughs> quick uh quick disclaimer for those maybe a little confused about the Clippers and Sun stuff. We recorded it before that game had ended, so we had no idea that it would end in such a interesting way. Paul George, of course, missing both of those free throws at the end, and then the crazy inbounds play where DeAndre Ayton uh, ran over the top and got it in. Suns win 104-103. to 103. They are up 2 nothing as we thought they would be. My God, if they don't win it, I... Actually, we already gave up, so, you know. Anyway, back to the show. Welcome back to Flags and Fouls. Now we're going to talk about Ben Simmons. As everybody probably wants to talk about Ben Simmons. Everybody's got an opinion, and so do we. So we watched Ben Simmons against, against the Atlanta Hawks. And, and all year, he really never has... I, I, okay, sorry. All career... He never really has, you know, taken a jump shot because he, he doesn't want to. He's not good enough at it. Whatever. Trash. All that crap. But he also isn't a good free throw shooter. He's about 61% from the free throw line. That was during the regular season. But then in the playoffs, it went down to 34.2% from the free throw line as he only averaged as he averaged 11.9 points, 7.9 rebounds, and 8.8 assists. This has been a problem for years. Ben Simmons not, not, not being a bad shooter. He is a bad shooter, but not even taking a shot. He, he, won't, he won't take jump shots. Sometimes he won't even drive. And it all came together in Game 7. He missed. He, no, he, I'm sorry. He didn't miss. He passed up a wide-open dunk to pass it to Matisse Thibel. This is near the end of the game, too. This could have really been this kind of a turning point because Thibel did make one of two free throws, and that's fine, whatever. You know, I mean, that's not even the biggest issue. The biggest issue is it's got to screw with their heads. Like, our dude isn't, our point guard isn't even going to be aggressive. Our point guard's, like, just not even there. He's scared. That's the turning point. That's why it was a turning point in that game. So, I mean, what I want to ask y'all, what is, do y'all have theories on what his problem is? What, what needs to happen? Does he need to be traded? Does he need to figure it out in his own head? Can, can he figure it out? What, what, what's going on here? Trash. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, the thing I think, and I'm not sure I, I haven't really looked at many takes on this, but I think the thing he needs to work on the most this summer is developing a consistent free throw before he learns, you know, works on his jump shot and wait, I don't even know, think he should work on three pointers right now. I think it should just be free throws and mid range jumpers. Free throws, I think, because that's holding him back. He would take that dunk if he thought he could make a free throw. He would drive to the basket more if he thought he could make a free throw. But he just has zero confidence in his free throw ability that just hinders him. I think it would be annoying to not watch him take a jump shot as it has been the whole time. But yes, at least he could, you know, drive, take free throws. So I agree with that. Um, Amara Jose, what do y'all think? 
I agree with Sean. I think he should work on just his free throw shooting for right now. Because he's like, I think he's just scared to shoot. Even get in that position to shoot a free throw because he's scared he's going to miss. But I think he should just work on, I think he should just work on being like aggressive and get to the paint because he's a big body. So I think if he can use that to his advantage, he'll be okay. But he also needs to work on his free throws just in case he has to shoot a free throw. And I think he still is good at bodying his way into the paint and making difficult layups. It's just, it's so mental now that yeah. he's scared of any contact. He's a 6'10 guard. I mean, we know he can. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's as fast as a guard. and is. I mean, yeah, so he definitely can. Jose. I think he's just scared. Okay. I think he's, he's changed his shooting hand because um, he's actually right dominant. But growing up, his father used to make him shoot with his left for no reason, really. Well, well uh, I'm glad you said that. Brian Windhorse, ESPN reporter, is said that Ben Simmons may begin to shoot with his right hand. So, Jose, give me... And I, I didn't even read that story. I was confused by that. So, Jose, explain that a little... I mean, you, you said his dad... Yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot with his left hand. Yeah, What's grow, the deal grow, there? Growing up, he said his father used to make him shoot with his left hand just so he can master uh, his hand like technique with his other hand. But he just started shooting with his left and didn't stop. But um, there's also highlights of him, like not really highlights. There's videos of him like doing free throws with his right hand and doing like fade out, fade jumpers with his right hand. And they actually actually makes him. I don't know why he's just like so stubborn to shooting with his non dominant hand. I mean. You know, we talked about this, um, and I, I was kind of proven wrong probably on the Giannis point, but um, Giannis seems to have a different personality, but maybe Ben Simmons, when, when you've been that good for so long, I mean, he's he's been one of the top players no matter where he's been. I mean, there's a reason he was the number one overall pick out of LSU. You know, he really, he really is that good. He really still has that much upside. But um, I do wonder when... You are that good, but maybe you're a little more stubborn. You don't want to work on that when when so many other things actually come to him pretty naturally. You know, playmaking, defending. He still doesn't have a jump shot, still doesn't have a free throw, and is doing, he's not doing as bad in the NBA as he should be. So, I mean, he's still here. So, I wonder if... Um, if that's kind of a part of it, like he doesn't, and I think that's a problem, but if maybe he doesn't want to work on things that just don't come as naturally to him, I think mentally there's an issue there. Um, I wonder, and, and yeah, I, I, I don't really understand it either. I'm trying to explain it and I'm trying to tell myself that, but it just sounds stupid coming out of my mouth. Honestly, it just sounds really dumb. Like, no, that's stupid. Get over it and sh- start shooting, learn how to shoot. Figure out the free throw. Shoot with your right hand. Whatever. Figure this out. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way for him to get better. Wait, there was also a report saying that Ben Simmons gets babied by the Sixers organization. Stephen A. Smith, yeah, said that he got a text from somebody close to the, the situation that, yes, he gets babied by the organization. I, I, I'm careful to, to, be, to use that to use that word and to, to justify that. But at the same time, I do think what they're probably referencing is maybe not now as much with Doc Rivers in there, but maybe earlier with like Bruce Brown and stuff, they didn't really make him shoot as much. Maybe, maybe if they had pushed it, like, no, you've got to shoot. You got to at least try this. You got to at least shoot free throws. You got to, you got to figure this out. 
is you can't be this good and not not shoot. You, you got to figure this out. Giannis tries. I mean, Giannis is trying to shoot threes, mm. shoot free throws. <laughs> I mean, he, he's done. He's figured it. I mean, he's figuring it out, I think. Yeah. That's and Giannis's big free throws are totally different because I swear he just takes too much time. If you would just be Seth Curry and get there, take two seconds and shoot it, he'd probably make like 70% of them. Yeah, and he had his own woes, and I think mentally that got in his head too. I think he let all that get in his head maybe and made it worse. But, you know, there's a reason though that both of them have extremely high potential, extremely high upside, but one of them is a two-time MVP and the other one isn't. And I, I'm not sure the talent gap between them is really that big. Doesn't feel I'm, like it. I don't, I'm not sure it's that big at all. I think one of them Ben tries Simmons. To improve. Right. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. If Simmons were to be traded, and that's a big if, not just on the Sixers part, but also if a team wants to take him and what price they take him, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Um, at what point is it better for the Sixers to keep him, even if other teams do, even if other teams want him? What team maybe should he go to? What team do you think could be the best at improving Ben Simmons? Are you asking specifically for Ben Simmons, what team would be best to improve Ben Simmons? Yes. Okay. The Trailblazers, trading for McCollum. They don't have a coach. I wouldn't say that's the best situation for him to go to. Well, we'll see what coach they get and then see how that, that plays out. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we don't, this is totally, this is a one, one little um, sample size, but if we look at what Tom Thibodeau did for Julius Randle in the, oh priest, in the gosh, regular season, <laughs> why can't he fix Ben Simmons too? Run him my into man, the ground, play no him 40-plus minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he needs to go somewhere with an experienced veteran. Oh, sorry, Jose, I'm going to say, like LeBron, that can really de- – or, or Chris Paul. Wait, well, I'll say Chris Paul, too. Yeah, I was thinking the Suns or the Lakers, but one of those present. two would be like, who, do, who could they trade for, Ben Simmons? I'm not even looking at trading right now. I'm just looking at where could he go to improve his game. And I think it'd be somewhere with a veteran presence. Well, and, and I'm glad you said that because I do think, I think you're, you're probably right that it would be like the Suns or Lakers. It probably would be the Suns or Lakers. But the bigger problem for him is it's not like they would ever get him. No. Because you have to give up something you have to work on. No, they couldn't do that. But I think you're right. So I think that may be the situation Ben is in. I think he has to kind of take it on himself to at least try to improve the free throw. I I started laughing. I felt bad because he's not going to play for Team Australia in the Olympics for uh, for skill development. And I'm like, oh god! I'm like the the meme the memes that were running through my head just just started instantly. I was like, no, this is that that's did did you guys really have to word it like that? Did you really have to say <laughs> skill development? Oh but, gosh! Because um, I think we can figure out what that means. And if we don't, <laughs> if it's not what we think it means, that they're screwing up. He needs to just play for Australia and move on. But um, let, let them deal with it. What? What? Yeah, get get to the quarterfinals and then get and then watch Ben Simmons get hacked. That'd be so <laughs> freaking funny. Um, 
Slovenia is winning the Olympics, so it's know. okay. <clears throat> oh. Oh, um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Although Luca's good. He is good. Better than Trey I Young. I feel bad for him on one part. Imagine if he plays Team USA and he fucking demolishes them. That'd be freaking funny. Like 04. <laughs> be another Gosh. 04 again. <laughs> I will say, I do feel bad for him in the sense that Doc Rivers, after the game, said something along the lines of, I don't know if he can be our point guard. Well, somebody team. asked, can he be a championship level point guard? And he said, I don't know. And I think, and the problem is, I think it's the most honest answer you can give when the dude shoots 34% from the line. Hold on. I mean, Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Says that. And then Joel Embiid also made a comment in reference to, I think, the open dunk he had. Yes. Now, sure, it's an honest answer. But that's also incredibly demoralizing. For someone who knows he just squandered their playoff hopes. And it's also coming from a coach that just coached the Clippers last year and failed to bring them a championship. That's true. Blue 3 1 lead. That's true. Do- just, I think it was a bad, bad comment. Has, bro. I, you don't do that. I mean, you, you talk to him in private and uh, sure, attack him. Uh, say, whatever you need to say to him in private that can get into his head that he needs to improve. But going through the media and blaming him, I just think is not a good team dynamic that they're developing. Well, I, I, yeah, I get where you're going there. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if maybe they've tried to get to him in private and it hasn't gone through. So they're just, they're, they're just tired of it. Although I'm I, even then, I say that, and I'm like, I'm not sure that's right. Anyway, I still think you have to try to deal with it a little more internally. And but, maybe that's just my resentment towards Doc Rivers. Why you hate Doc Rivers, Sean? Some of his coaching choices just aren't good. And uh, oh, he's ass, bro. He, he's mean, trash. <sighs> he's he's, he's blowing I mean, every single lead he's had. He's fucking. He sucks ass. He's blown a lot of leads, and some of them are worse than others. But he has to take some of the blame for their loss. No, for sure. Um, I think, you know, when, when when you have that Celtics team and you only win one chip, when you have the Lob City Clippers and you can't even get to a conference finals, when when you have the Kawhi PG Clippers and you still couldn't get it done, although I don't think Paul George really helped them. I think Paul George being depressed probably didn't help. When your second superstar is not, in the right mindset, I don't, I don't know what you completely expect them to do, but I still understand that. Yes, you've that. There seems to be some underachievement issues here. Um, I'm not going to say success because I. What other? How many other coaches do you think would do a better job? I mean, on a relative oh. scale. <laughs> don't give me that. On a relative scale, I don't. I don't. I mean, come on. Coaching is so is so hard in the NBA. It feels like more coaches could be considered bad than good. Because coaches are. can be gone so well, fast. That's the point. <laughs> Why do you think we have like a zillion vacancies? Well, that well, no, no, that, that kind of leads into not just because you know they're not very good, but because they get burned out. 
both. I mean, we've seen some of the vacancies are, no, you suck, get the hell out of here. And some of them are, I got burned out. Brad Stevens got burned out. He's now the president of basketball ops. Rick Carlisle, I don't know if he got burned out. I think it's like, I've been here 13 years. Like, I'm, I need to do something else. I need to go coach somewhere else or not coach this year and go coach some. I mean, we'll see what he does. You know, um, but I, I think it seems like coaching is a job that burns people out in a way that others don't just because you're trying to get through to young men and then not be just the old guy. I think it's a very difficult balance. And after a while, you know, I mean, do you really want to hear the same dude for years and years and years? I don't know if you do. So um, I think that's why coaching is so difficult and why it feels like more coaches end up being bad than good. And all the good coaches, it's like, well, how did, how do you end up being good? Or, and, and some of it's situational. Like they had the right players around them and then they were a good coach, you know? Um, yeah, Phil Jackson won 11 rings, but, uh, you know, those Bulls, it was Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and the Lakers, it was Kobe and Shaq and Kobe. and I mean, you know, th- these are very, very good teams he had. It's not to say he's not a good coach, but, you know, I think situation is everything. And the one thing I'll defend Doc on is unlike other coaches, he adjusted at least. He said, okay, nope, we just got to bench Ben Simmons at the end. We we don't have a choice. <laughs> we we really actually have to bench this dude. But I I don't know exactly what he could have done other than that. Um I I I don't know. It feels like Ben Simmons is looking more like an uncoachable player. And I wonder if that's it. I mean, honestly, do you think maybe he's uncoachable? I think that this preseason and next season will determine it because this is definitely a low point for him. And this is a pivotal moment for him. Sean, come on, bro. You know, you know, you know Ben Simmons is going to win Rookie of the Year in a tier. Stop capping. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He's going to win it with like a 40% free throw percentage. It's an improvement from 27. Oh, my God. No, nah, I, I don't even know. I don't know either. It's, a dep- it's, it's almost depressing because this isn't like a dude who just became a bust or, or, you know, really turned out not to be that good. We've seen how good he really can be. I mean, it's like, no, this dude is as good. The talent on a talent level, as good as any player in the league. But he can't put it together. And that's set. Let, let's finish it out. The conference finals, Clippers, Suns, Hawks, Bucks. Who do y'all think is going to win the series? Who do y'all think is going to win those series? And then from there, who do you think is going to win the chip? I think it's going to be the Suns and I think it's going to be the Bucks. And I think the final is going to be the Suns are going to win it all. How bad do you think the Suns are going to beat the Clips, and how bad do you think the Bucks are going to beat the Hawks? Uh, the Suns are going to win in six, and the Bucks are going to win in five. I think the finals matchup is going to be Suns versus Bucks, and I think the Suns are going to win. I think the Suns will beat the Clippers in, I'd say six two, and I'd say the Bucks would beat the Hawks in four. Four? You're going to think they're going to make a sweat? They're going to get swept. They should sweat. sweep the Hawks. I'm just not sure I'm that confident, though. 
They really Shut should. Up, bulls. Sean, you, you slept cold. Uh, Suns are going to sweep <laughs> the Clippers. And all right, the, okay, okay. Um, the Bucks will probably win in probably in six. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I see the angle here. Actually, uh, I think they should sweep, but it'll probably be like six. So, uh, and then the final. <laughs> um, this one's tough. You're tough. But I mean, if Chris Paul comes back healthy, uh, I think Suns in probably six. Okay, I feel that because like, so the Suns are up twenty five twenty two right now, early in the second as we're as we're doing this. Uh, I, I God, I really don't feel like the Clippers should even be here, but obviously they're here. So like, I want to say the Suns just sweep the Clippers, but like, I mean, the Clippers got here for a reason. So, the Suns also beat them without Chris Paul. That's also true, and I'm not sure. Yeah, if Kawhi doesn't come back and Chris Paul does, that you you would think it'd be pretty imbalanced there. Um, I think I think Suns in five. I think the Clippers can steal one. I think they can win game two or three. Once Chris Paul comes back, I I don't I don't really know that they can win a game. Especially if Paul George does well, if some of the other guys step up, but I don't know. I just don't see it. Suns in five. The Bucks should win in two, but they're probably going to win in. They're probably going to drop a game and win in five, and then I think the finals it should be close, and I think the Suns will win it in six. I think Giannis will be good enough to get them two games. I think Drew and Chris can step in, but I don't know if they'll make the adjustments necessary to beat the Suns. I think the Suns are very well-rounded, especially with Aiton playing well and guys off the bench. And we know what Devin Booker can do. We know what Chris Paul can do. So I'll say yeah. Suns. Um, shout out to Carl Nassib, the first active NFL player to come out as gay. It, it's it, it's good to see, some, you know, an NFL player. I mean, we know how that, you know, how that culture can be. We've seen, you know, the people that watch it, you know, I think, uh, you know, the rah, rah, rah. I think it's good for him to come out good that, we're in a position to where he can feel comfortable to do that. That definitely would not be the case even, I feel like, um, 10 years ago, much less decades ago. I hope that, as he said in his video message, that one day the process is not needed. But also, I'm glad he shined a light on the Trevor Project. He's donated $100,000, and the Trevor Project is... an uh, is an LGBTQ suicide prevention service. LGBTQ kids are over five times more likely than their straight friends to consider suicide, but also studies have shown it just takes one accepting adult to decrease the risk of an LGBTQ kid attempting suicide by 40%. So once again, shout out to Carl Nassib for coming out and shining a light on the Trevor Project. I know that I'm not the only one who was unaware of this and and it answers a question you know well why is this such a big deal i i think that kind of answers itself and that's all we have for the 13th episode of flags and fouls subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast follow us on twitter and instagram at flags and fouls we have two more episodes left july 8th and either July 22nd or the 23rd, depending on how the NBA Finals plays out. 
Make sure you tune in for that. After that, we won't be back until September, but we may do stuff on Twitter, Instagram, maybe some special episodes. Follow us on social media for all of that. Make sure you also listen to Making a Racket, the tennis podcast. Follow us Don't on Twitter that. and Instagram at Making a Racket 3. What is your problem with it, boy? You're just so possessive. It's just a, it's just a trilogy, man. It's just a trilogy. You have to keep going with it, man. It's a trilogy. And then it, it goes into, like, have you ever been into a place and you just, like, start kissing people and you don't think like, a kiss land? You know what I mean? But then you find yourself being, like, transforming. You, you start transforming in the restroom and it just you become the uh, beauty behind the madness, you know? You know what I'm talking about? But then you just, like, start doing, you start doing, you start doing coke and then you become the star boy. You know what I mean? But then you fall down under and now you just become a heartless prick.